All right, so I recently sat down with Carrie Maldonado, who's been a close, trusted advisor to myself, my partner, and uh, CCPS here the last three years. But most importantly for me, over the last 15 years, Carrie's become a really close personal friend of mine, a trusted advisor, and somebody that I just, uh, she's always the first person that I call when I need some advice in, in regards to human resources, um, you know, helping with the small business and some executive decision making. She is my go-to person. So uh, I sat down with her, recorded an interview. I thought maybe that you guys would see some value in the conversation that we had. So uh, without further ado, we're gonna roll it. And uh, if you like what you hear, love to get your comments, love to get your feedback. As always, I read all of the comments. We just want you to subscribe to the podcast, send me a message, you can email me at my like at ccpspower.com, or you can even comment on the podcast in the uh, in the summary. So, uh, without further ado, let's roll it. Thanks. All right, so Carrie, thank you so much for uh, being here with us this week and helping us with our uh, continued growth and and strategizing and understanding of what we need to do to make ourselves better at CCPS. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Mike. Yeah. So let's, uh, let's start from the very beginning of, of yours and my relationship with each other and, and just kind of, uh, we'll set the stage um, and talk about how you and I met. And um, I, I wanna dive into kind of your background and, and um, talk personally about what I saw in you that was valuable to me as a young, uh, inexperienced manager. So young, so young yeah. Um, so I, I did first meet Carrie in 2005 and um, you were a uh, senior executive uh, leadership member of this company that I worked for mm -hmm. and um, you were the, the only woman on an all-male leadership team. Yes. Um, and you were somebody that put the fear in everybody. Did I? Absolutely, oh, yeah. So I don't you, think so. You, uh, <laughs> but I was lucky enough to somehow be paired up with you, um, and you were assigned to me uh, to be a mentor. And so, Carrie, if you could just kind of talk a little bit about your, your history with that company, Power Plus, that you worked for. Um, how you ended up there, what your background was, start from the beginning. Okay, well what's interesting about PowerPlus is I was brought on on a one-year assignment um, to do organizational behavior management. So they, um, the owners of PowerPlus, the owner and CEO and COO, had heard about this performance management technology and my mentor was this um, crotchety old professor from Notre Dame and he was not going to train any more project directors so he said if you want to do OBM you need to bring Carrie over so they imported me in from Canada to take over um, performance management in the temporary power because in that at that time it was the early 2000s the sales was far outstripping the production so we had to come in and make the operations more effective more efficient less waste less return trips so they brought me in to do that so, and so at that time, that company was um, uh, regional or national. Uh, how many employees were you kind um, of working with at that point? You know, we were multi-state, but okay. it was mostly the West Coast. I think we had Nevada and California. Okay. I think that was the only states at that time. No, there was no Arizona. So they were pretty small. I forget. How, I think it was about 200 employees, mm -hmm. just under 200 maybe. 
And the idea was that we would capitalize on this major construction boom that was going on, but we, we were not delivering. <laughs> so so my because of my training and expertise in, in sort of running these projects, they brought me in to do that. Now, as soon as I was there, they said, well, we love, we love this so much, we want to put it in the whole company, so you're going to be in charge of HR for the company. Which was horrifying to me. Is your background in HR? No, like not at all. Study? Okay. Nope, nope, nope. I never wanted a corporate job. I wanted to consult in OBM. <laughs> so I loved it. I love training managers. I love driving efficiencies. So they wanted to give me HR. Now, being from Canada, all I knew was I'm afraid of HR in the States because I don't want anyone to get sued on my watch because it was so scary for me. All these legal laws and it's so much more litigious. Um, so I was really scared. Um, which was maybe a good thing because that fear drove me <laughs> to learn sure. as much as I could and put my fear into everyone else apparently. Um, and I'm happy to say we never had a lawsuit on my watch, but I went to, um, and I eventually got certified and educated in HR because it's, you know, one of these, I, I always didn't like being called a necessary evil, but it's the reality. I mean, as a business owner, you need to know what the laws are so you don't break them because that can get you shut down. Sure. So... That was, um, so I did take over HR for the company and I was able to incorporate a lot of what I really came there to do into the HR department. So I think we had a pretty robust management training program for that company, decent recruiting and, and really good processes and, um, you know, development processes in place. That's one of the things that attracted me to you uh, as a mentor was your ability to listen you know, I, I thought it was interesting because as a young, a uh, younger manager, more inexperienced, I felt like every time you and I met, I was literally just vomiting on you all sorts of just thoughts and emotions and all kinds of things that I was experiencing, ups and downs of just being a young manager, right? Yeah. And your ability to just kind of extract the the um, uh, the emotion out of what I was saying, but then kind of uh, really turn that into kind of practical feedback and advice to me like that's a true gift and a skill so like that was obviously one of the things that kept me you know calling on you uh, now here we are almost 15 years later yeah i'm still calling on you andy and i both are, are just uh you know re reliant upon you and your skills and your expertise to to really kind of help us navigate through what we're going through right now. And it, and it hasn't changed over those last 14, 15 years. So um, the other thing that attracted me to you was the fact that you're an artist, right? You're, you're, you're a student by nature and yeah. you're an artist and a skilled writer and just a, a very thoughtful person. And so I saw that kind of being a similarity to me. And then I, my, I absolutely love writing. Like that's one of my passions, mm -hmm. whether it's a song or an article or whatever. I'm just, I love writing. And the fact that you and I had that kind of relatable, um, you know, skill or, or um, passion for, for writing was something that I kind of uh, uh, could latch on to in, in you. And, and then you ended up getting a book published um, yeah. at, at some point. And I remember... Uh, having multiple lunch conversations with you when you were writing your first novel right and uh, that was way back when and you published your first novel when well the first one I wrote was not the first one to get published okay. <laughs> I'll say that. <laughs> yeah there's there's five uh, five desk books wow yeah 
Awesome. Yeah. So, and, and you went to school to, to write or? Oh, no. I went no. to school to take psychology. Oh. So I could help people. Okay. Or help myself. I don't know. Or be a really good salesperson. <laughs> Maybe. <Yeah. laughs> awesome. Okay. So then, uh, you know, fast forward, you, you, you left Power Plus. Um, we left Power Plus. You moved on. You went to a couple different organizations in, in kind of leadershipy mm-hmm. HRE uh, capacities. And then at some point in 2012, 13, yeah. you, you launched Today's Leadership Solutions, mm-hmm. became an independent consultant, mm-hmm. and really kind of found a, a niche in HR to, to start and build your business. And, and actually, um, it's interesting because I think you said it earlier, like the things that got us to where we are aren't necessarily the things that are going to get us to where we want to go. Right. And so that's kind of a perfect example of you starting your company, right? Us starting CCPS, we started as one thing, knowing that that's probably not what's going to take us to where we want to go, right? <laughs> Tell us about your startup adventure and <laughs> how you scraped and, and clawed your way to, to just get money. <laughs> To live and feed your family and talk about that. Well, it was interesting. I'd always wanted to be a coach and a consultant. Mm -hmm. And they kind of were. They're a little bit different. So a consultant is sharing expertise in a a specific way. And a coach, you know, guides. But either way, I knew to do that, I would have to leave the comfort and safety of a very comfortable job Hmm. and, and launch out on my own. And I am... Part of the reason why I'm such a good listener is I'm an introvert. So... I have never had to go out and make contacts and do sales. So I've always had the luxury of people coming to me with an organization. So it was one of those things that was one day, one day, one day I'll do this. And and it's very similar to a skilled technician or or skilled tradesman or woman who's got this craft that they're an expert at, but that's maybe all they know and they don't know the other side of it too, right? So Well, and it's super frustrating because not everyone's called to start their own business. Sure. Not everyone has that drive to do their own thing. And the people who are, you know, either you want to build, you have this dream of what you want your company to be like, you mm-hmm. just want to do it, but there's something that drives you to do it because a lot of people are perfectly happy to be employees. And I've worked for wonderful companies, but I was never, I don't think you were either, perfectly happy to be an employee. It just never fit right on me. Me? No. Yeah. So so when you have a great gift and you know you're good at something and you don't want to work for someone else, but you don't have the gift of sales, it's very painful and scary (laughs) because you know you want to do this, but it seems impossible. Mm -hmm. So that's sort of where I was at. I know I want to do this, but, and for me, um, you know, I got given the gift of urgency because I went, had the nerve to go on two maternity leaves in three years. And that just didn't sit well. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> they just didn't think I was, my heart was in the company anymore. Right. And we had moved north to start up a gym. So my husband, yeah. um, he's fabulous at many things, mm-hmm. but being a trainer is one of them. So we had this brand new startup. We had brand new babies, wow. <laughs> a two-year-old, and I got released to the industry. So it was, um, you know, I think that was one of the, you, you have these defining moments in life yeah. where the obvious smart thing to do would be to go out and get a job. You know, I was very marketable. So obviously, one of us, you know, mm-hmm. should have just gone out and got a job. We were both pretty marketable. Right. And so we didn't do that. And it was one of the, we were very calmly rationalizing, well, do we want to do the smart, safe thing? Or do we want to, like, just go all in and go after our dreams? Right. It's like, well, you know, 
we were pretty savvy. We have at least a year's runway of savings, so yeah. let's go for it. Sure, <laughs> so, sure, yeah. So we did, and for me, um, it so was... So would you have made the decision to do it on your own otherwise if you weren't kind of forced with life circumstances to, to make that leap at that time? Or I'd like to think I would have. Okay. I think I was gearing up for it. Yeah. You know, you, sometimes you can look back on your actions and see, I mean no accident when the decision was made I had a full business plan ready to launch and I had my business launched in a week right right, right. So I think it was coming yeah. that way yeah, yeah. so um, wow okay so this is now 2013 yeah you, you are officially open officially open for business you've got a website and a phone number at that point um, well and I and some contacts in the industry was, that you could some contacts and what I had that I mean I had I knew who I wanted to help mm -hmm. and I knew how I wanted to help them I just didn't know if they knew sure. <laughs> that they needed my help or that I was the right person so what I knew I loved was working with small or growing businesses mm -hmm. because and I really like the the more blue-collar construction mm -hmm. manufacturing I just like those people sure. and, and that those businesses I just I'm comfortable there so I knew I wanted to work in growing or, you know, entrepreneurial type growing businesses. Mm -hmm. And I knew I wanted to help um, the owners through growing the business because that's what I had learned how to do. Sure. Strategizing, growing the businesses, helping managers, helping managers turn into managers from individual contributors. I mean, I'm really, really good at that. And I know their felt need is not that. Mm -hmm. Their felt need is, holy crap, how do I not get sued? <laughs> sure, yeah, yeah. Or, you know, my, my office manager just quit, or I don't even have an office manager, and I just got, what does this notice thing mean? Right. That's the felt need. And, you know, sometimes when these things have to get taken care of, and you can't focus on training your managers if you're getting your doors shut because you don't pay people correctly. So, so your foot in the door, obviously, to, to just get in with these companies or these people was to just really offer those services that you were kind of and, and versed can, in and, yeah. and saw the immediate need, low hanging fruit, make, you know, make a, a friend and, and, and I saw that helping. as huge value yeah. because honestly, a lot of times, you know, these smaller businesses, they don't need a six figure HR person, sure. but they do need access to one. Yeah. They do need someone who knows what they're doing enough to say, Oh, you're, you know, set them up and I thought this is a great service to get in set up the HR train you know the $14 an hour person or 17 now right. whatever it yeah. is train them and almost be their manager remotely mm -hmm. because it's it's a pay it's a cost these smaller guys can't really afford to take on but they can't afford to be without it either right and there's false senses of security in some of the options they're given if people don't really understand law or really, I mean, it's one thing understanding the employment law and another helping managers apply it in a way that doesn't sink their business. Sure, Because sure. it's not like these laws are designed to make employers successful, oddly enough. Right. <laughs> it's, like it's not easy. Yeah. So. Okay, and, and then so were you uh, working with customers? You said you moved north. Were they in the market that you lived in, were they remote? Were you traveling and away from your new family? No, um, I did have quite a few California people who mm -hmm. knew me and, mm -hmm. and that was, you know, making handbooks, you don't have to be there. Sure. So creating handbooks, policies, a little bit of travel okay. um, and, and some local contacts. So, you know, you go to enough of the, if you meet people who work with small businesses, there's always someone who's having a people problem. Mm -hmm. So what, revenue-wise, what, what types of revenue companies were you working with just off the bat when you started? Was it like 
under two million. Yes, there was a few under two million. Okay. Um, you know, five to twenty-five was more typical of of where people would fall. It, it really ranged quite a lot. Okay, so the under two million folks, if you were to come in as um, a consultant, right? Um, what do you see or what did you see as some of the major challenges that the owner themselves had um, on a personal developmental level like me as the owner of a two million dollar business like what what were like some of the top three problems that you would see recurring over and over with somebody who had a business of that size I mean was it like well and this was not an issue with you Okay, okay, but with many of the businesses at that level, a lot of it's a mindset thing mm -hmm. because they, it's almost like this imposter syndrome mm -hmm. and they don't feel like, like a real company is almost a capitalized thing in their mind and sure. they don't feel like a real company. So there's this insecurity, like I'm not doing things like my other company. Is that good or bad? Mm -hmm. Which things should I be doing and which things shouldn't? Mm -hmm. <laughs> what things about corporate America that I hated should I be implementing or should yeah. I not? So a lot of that is just not knowing you know, what they should be doing. Sure. Um, a, another thing I think, you know, when people are just starting out, and it's funny because sometimes we know this from our corporate role, but we don't take it with us. And even as a coach, when I'm coached, I'm always blown away because, mm -hmm. well, it's like, I know that. Why aren't I doing it? But not, not planning, not really setting a strategic plan for the business, sure. not managing their business financially mm. like you should just mm. knowing well I know how much money's in the bank that's good enough well not really you know this right. is a business if you're going to grow it and I guess that's the other thing is not really having a goal for your business and the goals and vision have to be your own mm -hmm. like maybe your goal and vision is I just want and I shouldn't say just I want a very nice lifestyle company that can pay for my kids education and let me do the work I want to do I don't want to grow an empire and allow me to take the time off when I want to take the time yeah. off yeah not everybody wants an empire mm -hmm. and that's okay just be clear about it because sure. if you're running it you don't want an empire but you're getting advised by people who do you're going to be in conflict Absolutely. and vice versa yeah. if you want an empire but everyone around you thinks you're doing it for a lifestyle they're going to think you're crazy yeah so okay and that's okay if they think you're crazy as long as you know you're not so as the as the companies grow then obviously the problems change or uh, more problems arise five million to 25 million dollar company what what problems were kind of recurring or or, or um opportunities did you see for growth and managers and, and owners in that level it's almost it's always employee problems so <laughs> hr well because under two million you're doing it yourself with one or two other people yeah. you don't have typically you don't have managers you don't have employees you don't have a lot of liability maybe mm -hmm. you're even just having contractors you probably shouldn't be <laughs> but maybe sure. you are you know, but once you get over a certain size and you actually have employees, then all of a sudden you have all this stuff that you respond and it's a pain mm -hmm. and to figure it out. Like, no, do I really need a handbook? Is it legal, legally required? Um, this person just wants to be salary and it's so much easier. Can I just make them be salary or do I really need a job description? This seems right. like such a pain. So all those things that, you know, whether you need them or not is debatable, but there comes a time when you grow that it's unfeasible not to have them. Right. Yeah, and nobody has time to do them. And I would say a lot of our, our uh, uh, power partners that we work with are kind of in that five to ten million dollar range mm -hmm. sweet spot where it might be a guy in a truck with a helper and a second truck and another helper and another you know so so two three crews um, 
typically it's a spouse that's helping out on the on the back office side yep. um, you know so there, there's a lot of that kind of that we're working with all the time and so um i could see that kind of being foreign too well because the the urgent for oh. for these guys typically and my clients it's getting the work done pleasing the clients mm-hmm. there's probably insurance issues that you're really on top of but the employee issues maybe not so much let's fast forward and jump into today um, some of the things that you're doing for our company, mm-hmm. uh, CCPS, you're, you're outsourced uh, director of human resources type role. Mm-hmm. You are um, executive leadership for us, kind of providing that strategy and, and advisement for us. Um, you're helping us in terms of, um, I mean, today we worked on operating budgets and um, you know, costs of goods sold for different divisions that we're running, and and um, you're doing um, sexual harassment training, right, yeah. and you're writing our handbook. I mean, you're basically and the, it's a great handbook. It's, a, it's an amazing it's awesome, handbook. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So yeah, you're you're doing all sorts of things for us, uh, mainly because I just feel like I can throw something at you, and and you're. Um, you're well versed in being able to do it, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, but talk about the the program that you've got right now that that could be of help to like some of our power partners that we partner with, because part of what we're doing is trying to basically help them with their back office and their operational structure needs mm-hmm. and uh, their compliance and their certifications in order for them to be qualified to work on some of our customers and clients' sites, right? So, talk about like the service that you would be able to provide for uh, a typical contractor that would work with us um, who might need some of that back office type administrative type operational support. Sure. Well, I could see a, a lot of ways where, you know, my company could provide value. The The program you're talking about is something that I've created that's like my baby. I just love this thing. And it, it came out of my drive to my, my passion for entrepreneurs and really <laughs> helping people get out of corporate America that sure. just became my mission. I, I just love my consulting. I love working for myself. It's everything I thought it would be and mm. probably better because I had that fear of the financial provision and that's gone from me now. Yeah. So now being fearless, it's like this freedom, flexibility, fun, variety, everything I wanted. I got this bug and it's the coach in me. It's like, I want this for everybody. (laughs) For me, it's hard realizing not everybody wants this. Like there are the people who think that's crazy, but there's a lot of people who don't. And what I find is this program is, you know, it was designed for people who are either in that nine to five or who just left that nine to five. Mm. They have a skill. They have something they have to give. That's a valuable thing to give to businesses Mm -hmm. and they just don't know how. So it's walking them through everything I had to learn from, from some of the mindset things I talked about, but then packaging, what what is your product, how do you package it, and really technical, like basic but tactical sure. that I didn't know. Like how do you create a website and how do you make it so you have an email that has your business, your domain name in I didn't right, want to do right, that, right. but that was something. You know, how do you get a website done if you don't want to do it yourself? How do you find a contractor who's not going to charge you $10,000 that you don't have? Mm-hmm. So all those step-by-step things I had to learn. You know, I worked with a coach for maybe two or three years on marketing and sales for people who don't like sales and marketing. Sure. <laughs> so I had to v- develop ways to bring value. How to do presentations. I mean, yeah. that's part of it. Mm-hmm. So all those things are part of this program. So where I see that could be a value to some of your contractors. Mm-hmm. If, oh, and the other part that's in there is 
um, when you're scaling up, you know, HR, benefits, payroll, who do you need? Um, one thing I think entre- entrepreneurs really need to know is who do they need on their team? Mm-hmm. You know, you need, you need a CPA on your team. You mm-hmm. just need one. You know, I need one. <laughs> sure. So you need someone who can help you with the accounting things. You need access to someone who knows about employment law. You might need access to an attorney, depending mm-hmm. what your business is. But, you know, we kind of talk about the strategic partners that you don't need to be you know, hiring them or having them on your staff, but you need to know, you know, I need to design a contract for my, for my, you know, customers. How do I make this contract that's, you know, legal? So all those things we talk through and, you know, it's not always, here's exactly the right thing for your business because everything's different, but here's the questions. Here's, here's what you don't know. (laughs) Here's how you can find the answers and it will help you because you know, operating in this false sense of security that I'll just go do it until I hear bad news is not how you're going to scale an effective, profitable sure. business. Okay. So I would say from, from that program, there's a lot of different things that depending on where people are at would be of value. And then just the, the HR experience. I mean, I work with so many littler, smaller companies that have between, you know, three and 10 employees. Mm-hmm. And you know where they really need help? It, it's really, it's some of the HR, but also um, recruiting. You know, I want to bring people on board. It's somewhat easy if you're recruiting someone who does the same thing you do because you know everybody, but say it's time for you to get an admin. How do you get an admin? Do you need a job description? How do you bring them on board? I mean, that is so foreign. I mean, it seems like everybody has a relative in HR, but they don't necessarily. typically, Typically, it's like, hey, who do I know that can help me? Right? Yeah. And that's how it starts. But then you need somebody else and maybe somebody with a specific skill set, right? So. Yeah, and, and you want it to be legal. You want mm-hmm. it to be consistent because even though you're not thinking of this, you're, everything you're doing when you bring employees on, that is also your brand. Sure. Because whatever you're creating for your employees, that's how they think of the company. That's how they present to the customer. So most of the time, smaller people... Uh, smaller businesses, they have to be top notch on quality or customer service or, you know, the things that they need to provide to their customers to provide that competitive advantage. As soon as you bring people on, you want them to embody that for you. And so you have to, it's like, like you're playing the game on two levels and you have to be good on both levels (laughs) because once you bring employees and they don't represent you well, all your hard work like goes away and it's sad. So, so currently you're, you're taking on clients that are uh, a smaller uh, startup environment that's mm-hmm. um, needing that specific package of, of skill sets that's just kind of um, really packaged in, in an affordable, probably, way yeah. for a, a contractor, let's say, to be able to say, uh, what is it, a, like a three-month deal, a six-month, or is it just like... It, Tell specifically about like, or is it just tailored to? It's really tailored. Okay, I mean, awesome. I kind of base it on what your needs are, mm-hmm. and, and typically, my first meeting with someone is just me learning what they need. Yep. And I mean, it's a trust process. They have to trust that I'm not going to tell them they need this Cadillac when they don't. Right. But I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I like Absolutely. to, you know, because I want them. The more successful they are, the more they'll need from me down there. That's not HR, right? So, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I want them to get really successful and hire me to train all their managers. Sure. Absolutely. Okay. And so, where can people find you? www.todaysleadershipsolutions.com. Okay. And uh, you're on LinkedIn. 
Yeah. And you're on Facebook and yeah. Instagram and everywhere else. Um, not yeah, I actually I am on Instagram. Yeah. It's not I, something I'm super good at being. I follow about. you on Instagram. Cool. That yeah. There. Yeah. So, um, okay. Well, what I will do is probably schedule a follow up with you at some point. I'd like to get um, a contractor to do a Q and A with you. Oh, cool. Um, yeah. I think that would be a great kind of value add to people that want to hear, you know, real life yeah. scenario of, Hey, I'm a contractor and these are my issues. Let's give, give me some kind of real life street advice. Right. Yeah. So, um, I think that would be something that people would see value in for sure. But yeah. Other than that. Okay. That's it. Well, what's thanks. next for you? What, what's, what's like life goals for Carrie Maldonado? Well, I want to keep building out my program mm -hmm. for the, um, consultants and, and building out the, the business program because from there I just see that as a launch pad for a lot of great things but I just envision <laughs> creating creating a way for everybody to do fulfill their passions fulfill sure. their calling and make good money doing it without having to work for the man if they don't want to right because I don't think anybody should awesome yeah, so. <laughs> no, I think unless you become the man we're, no, no, no. we're on the verge of a revolution for sure I think no. I think the next generation of, of uh, specifically for what we're doing like the skilled trades I think it's going to be independent contractor, freelance driven, and um, that's exciting. It's exciting for me. I yeah. mean, is I there's so much potential there, and sure. it's like, why labor forever making someone else rich, right? Yeah, <laughs> so. yeah. And maybe you don't want to be rich, but maybe you just want to control your own time. Yeah, like, that that's a big one for almost all my, almost all my clients. The mm -hmm. first thing they say is flexibility. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of the people in my consulting program are are moms or. You know, women who don't want to be away from their kids all the time, right. but they don't want to give jump out of the professions. I mean, they still want to keep relevant professionally. They just don't. You know, they want to do it on their terms. I'm yeah, like, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's cool, Carrie. Always a pleasure. I appreciate you taking the time, and uh, I will definitely continue to use and abuse you okay. any chance I get uh, <laughs> to help us with CCPS. So thanks again. Thanks, Mike. All right, so there you have it. That's Carrie Maldonado that I was able to sit down with, and uh, hopefully you guys did see some value in that interview. Um, you can find Carrie at todaysleadershipsolutions.com, and of course, you can always email me, and I can send you uh, her information. My email address is mike at ccpspower.com, and uh, that's it. There you have it, Carrie Maldonado at Today's